captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hey fam, welcome back to New Girl Old Guy for season four, episode 11, Laxmas. I'm neither the new girl nor the old guy. My name is Allie Lasher and I am here with the wonderful, not, I forget, Keeve. <laughs> I was going to say, like, not dirty old bitch. I couldn't think of what he said. Mm-hmm. Hi, Keeve. It's uh, you're the holiday season. You're in, you're in good spirits. Long time. No talk. Not really true, but on the podcast. It's kind of true. Okay. Is it not true? We talked about the World Cup. We're, we're going to be out of things to talk about soon. You're very into footy right now. I'm a hooligan. You are a hooligan. <laughs> uh, Yeah. I don't know. Anything else? Uh, I mean, you want to know about my day? Like, what do you want to know about? No, just like, how are you? I haven't talked. We haven't been on the podcast yeah, in yeah. weeks. What can I tell you? I, I made a mistake just before. Mara went to sleep, but she was like, I had the longest day ever. I was like, yeah, I'm so tired, too. She's like, oh, what'd you do? And then I realized she didn't know that we had like a work trip to laser tag today. And then like a very long lunch. So she's like, oh, I was like fixing she's like i went to the like plumbing store and like fixed something to fix the sink myself so we didn't have to pay for it spent three dollars it's like you were playing laser tag all right whoops how did you do in laser tag i i realized that they had like the scoreboard up to the last place person oh no and i was like i just can't get last i can't get last so i got 22nd out of like 25 that was fine like nobody said nobody was like who it didn't say your name so nobody knew you know what i mean nobody was like who was in 22nd place i just said your number like people asked who the last person was nobody asked but then they had like most inaccurate shooter and everyone's like oh who's number 27 or whatever like the the gun number 27 and then they realized it was me it's weird because your your son is so proficient in his fake gun use Mm-hmm. it's true here's My, something go yeah. ahead no, I, I, I got a kid still up right now. I, we, we have a lot going on here. I, Bring him on the podcast. Which kid? Uh, Deer is still up. Th- that would be my number one choice for kid to be on the podcast. Last night, my son goes to like an after school. Which like, son? Like we know the Noah. players. Noah goes okay. to like an after school program with his <laughs> friend. And he didn't show up afterwards. So my wife was like getting worried. So she called him. He's like, oh, don't worry. We're just out selling candy. She's like, okay, wait, what? Like <laughs> selling what? And they had like gone to two different supermarkets, bought candy, and were re- going door to door in our neighborhood without permission, selling candy. How many shekels a, p- a pop? They made eighty shekel. I don't know. He, I don't know if that was profit, <laughs> but he came home. He's like, "We made eighty shekel. We're gonna give some to charity, and then we're gonna like reinvest." I don't know. So I love that businessman. He is a businessman. He really has all these schemes. Like he'll he'll have my mom bring like nails last year, and then he resold them to Adira's friends and wait wait like fingernails or like uh like, like hammer and nails like like fingernails like uh like ex- like press like, on nails yeah yeah press on nails and then he like sold them for like <laughs> four, four times the price because they were from America he's so, like, really giving Israeli stereotype like ele- Israeli electronics he, you know what he is he's just going out of business like and it, it's every day <laughs> it doesn't come from his parents his parents like he just is a natural like entrepreneur he wanted to open up a store called bake nails where he'd like have baked goods and sell these nails like he's, he's <laughs> just he's just a hustler 
you know what I love about this is that that's your retirement plan right there, baby. Yeah. Now I have like no monetary sense at all. Famously, oh, it like, shows. Like I, you know, if hypoth- yeah, like I no monetary sense. Oh, the like, man I'll have who other was people unemployed for, for nine me. months uh, doesn't have the same hustle as his son. Sure, it was only nine months. <laughs> um, and uh, yes, <laughs> and then and then today I get off the bus. And I just hear, hi, daddy, bye, daddy. And I was like, well, what's going on? And is my daughter saying, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, it's 9 o'clock at night. I'm going to eat um, fondue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know where. I don't know what to do. <laughs> going to fondue at 9 o'clock at night. So this is I, like a circus here. Your, your children are on track to be more successful both financially and socially than you. Lily. Oh, 100%. And that's the dream. That's what you want. 100%. But, um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what's going on here, but. I'm out playing laser tag, and I don't know. I don't know what's happening <laughs> in the house. Mary's fixing sinks, and wow, it sounds like a paradise. Um, let's talk about this episode, season four, episode eleven, Laxmas, L-A-X-mas. Mm-hmm. Originally aired December 9th, twenty fourteen. A couple things to say here. One is, I I really do like that New Girl sticks pretty closely to like the accurate calendar like we get reliable christmas episodes we get i i really like that that it's like tracking the actual calendar it is very funny i i honestly think it's a really good strategy of ours because we have not been recording every week so like our last episode was um our last episode was a thanksgiving episode and we really recorded on thanksgiving and then the le- and then this episode is christmas and we're basically doing it on christmas I don't know if we need to record next week. Is there like an MLK episode or something? We can do it in like three weeks. Um, you know, there's, there is another sort of unexpected uh, American holiday episode coming up. But we'll talk about that when we get okay. to it. Um, it's not coming up for a little while. Uh, I also want to say I love this episode. Yep, I know we didn't good. do the digest yet, but it is one of my favorite episodes of New Girl. Very good episode. Do you want the digest? I'll give you the digest. Oh, give me the digest. Laxmas is about the core six all going away for the holidays. They go to LAX. They're going in four or five different directions. And uh, they have a lot of shenanigans and hijinks in the airport. Do they get their, their you know, uh, the places they wanted to go at the end? We shall see. Here's a funny comment we got from a listener, Caitlin. You probably already recorded this one, but I just wanted to say my most quoted New Girl line in regular life comes from this episode. And yes, I'm from Long Island. Caitlin, why did you have faith that we would have already recorded this episode? What is the line? We're dying to know. I forgot what I, something about girls having bangs or girls you know, some would, sort of haircut. Yeah, but no, but there's a lot of lines. It could be. Please write to us. We care. Yeah. What's the line? Uh, something about like a crew cut, the birthplace of the crew, women's crew cut, something like that. Oh uh, yes, that's what it was. Birthplace of the women's crew. Cut. I don't know, but that's what Caitlin's quoting all the time. I mean, I think that's the line. I think that's the one line. No, it about could Long be Island. Billy Joel. Billy Joel again. That's the oh, he said something about Jews, about right? That. What does he say? Oh no, that was a different line, where he said it's going to be his, something about a Hasidic family going to yeah, a big we'll box store. Yeah, we'll get to store. it because that. By the way, Hasidic right families don't really go to big box stores together. I mean, I'm sure they do, but I don't think that's like a stereotype. Hasidic families don't really go to big box stores. Mom maybe like leaves the kids at home and go. Like I don't think they're all going to. I don't think it's a big big box culture, honestly. But maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) This is giving, this is giving an Alex Chester clarification. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. oh, you know he's good. He's for sure gonna come over the top of this one. (laughs) 
All right. Well, Ryan is back, which is some headline news. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the episode starts out with them smashing in a prop closet, which Matt Stewart proper, like, you know, understandably raises. How do you go from not wanting to date a coworker to making out in a prop closet? It's true. I mean, couldn't they just get in trouble? Like, if some kid walks in, they could get fired for all sorts of things, right? High Not risk, low idea. reward on that one. I would agree, yeah. Um, but this is fascinating. And it made me realize, I think we're like unintentionally like an unqualified life advice podcast in mm-hmm. the uh, under the header of being a new girl podcast. Because So Ryan's going to go to London that night and Spur of the Moment invites her to meet his family across the pond yeah. for Christmas. Chloe G says, how soon is too soon to meet the family? If they're British and you're American, you got to wait a little while. Got to figure out the cultural difference, speak to them on the phone a little bit, see how proper they are, you know. I think the term there is posh. How posh are they? Her fear is that they're too posh. Here's something I'm learning on my my journey to make Lash Theory work for me. Mm -hmm. There is an incredible language barrier between English speakers Mm -hmm. in America and the U.K., yeah, yeah, for sure. It is unbelievable how difficult it is to communicate with someone who speaks the same language as you. Yeah. So I do no, it's think crazy that's you, going yeah. to be a yeah. stumbling, like a barrier on the rest of my work here in the field. For you? Nah, like you I, probably have other problems. But for, no, for, but I'm going to go. No, but like forget the UK. Like if I'm going to expand into like France, let's say. Like, can you imagine how difficult that's going to be if I'm already struggling with English? Do you think that maybe a British person will appreciate your humor less because there's something slight lost in translation. No, I actually think that my sense of humor was made It plays for... in all countries? No, no. I'm, I'm going to say something very specific. I play very well in the Midwest okay. and England. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, so your I'm own not saying people, I'm limited there. Your own people, not huge fans. Here's the thing. Well, I'm not an anomaly. I'm good where I'm an anomaly, but not so much an anomaly that you're like put off by me like the South mm-hmm. would be. Ah, but like, okay. I'm, a, I'm a mouthy Jewish gal. I'm a mm-hmm. dime a dozen here. You, you know, like you drop me in Chicago and I'm like, those people have a good enough sense of humor to appreciate it, but it's still a little like, whoa, I'm from Iowa originally and this is new to me. Same thing happening in the UK. Now, they're like very sarcastic, dry, edgy. Like I can go there, mm-hmm. and I crush, because it's like, whoa! I can't believe you're willing to say that to my posh self. But also, it's funny because I have a sense of humor. I don't think I do well with the with the English, honestly. No, certainly not. Certainly yeah. not. <laughs> very specific. Listen, I, where do you th- what are my regions? If you're big in the Midwest <laughs> and in London, where am I big? Can I say Israel? <laughs> yeah, you could say wherever you want, but I don't. I mean, where am I big? Canada. Yeah, obviously, Can- Canadians love me. Sure, no question. <laughs> what about my hometown? Do you think? Do you, I feel like I did okay in my hometown. I mean, I think. Oh, also, my other region is uh, like modern Orthodox dads. Yes. Yeah. Very big. Yeah, I forgot a key region. I I play. I'm a starting player there. Can I tell you what someone said to me? <laughs> me and what? another that and spurred an- someone else that something said someone said me and another moo guy were explaining some of our practices to a is this a moo guy i know or another Mo-O? no you don't know him you don't know him at okay. work and we're explaining some of our practices to a secular colleague good night and 
we said, yeah, we're in America, they would call us modern Orthodox. And she like, kind of like, look, she's like, well, wouldn't that be like a reform person? And I was like, what do you mean? It's like, well, you guys aren't so modern if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first word that comes to mind. It is funny. No, I do think there are some people who like think that way. But, you know, obviously it's like amongst the Orthodox, you're extremely modern. I guess. Sure. That's the point. It's not. Uh, yeah, you're no, not that's modern how I explained it. I said Jews. we're modern. Yeah, we're modern. First of all, it's probably modern compared to like people in Europe in 1904, <laughs> right? That's probably when it started. And second of all, yeah, we're modern compared to ultra orthodox people. I think is what we're saying. Um, I watched uh, season two of uh, Unorthodox, and I tried to engage with the Moos about it, but I had they're all out on resistance. her. They're all out on her. Yeah, I don't even think Ella Wienerker's watched. I have to ask her. But why, like, I don't know what happened, like, between season one and season two with her. I will say, she's very hard on her one religious son. Yeah. I imagine that's sort of difficult. I think we're supposed to, like, as the audience, be like, she's helping her son escape this, like, horrible religion. But he's like, I want to be a Rebbe, and I want to, like, go to yeshiva. And she's yeah. like, that's a terrible place. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, he's, yeah. like, crying. I feel bad. I think all the Orthodox people, like, knew them, so they knew she was lying and making stuff up. And then, like, the whole thing was absurd, like... She didn't become CEO of this huge company, you know, overnight just because of her talent, you know. So I think people are mad about that. Well, like, let's not. I mean, are we taking an anti-nepotism stance? You love nepotism. I, I am pro-nepotism if it benefits me. Right. Okay. Well, that's the ultimate form of being pro-nepotism. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a, hip, a hypocritical nepo baby. Yeah, that's true. All right, back to um, our Gentile friends over on New Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, how soon and is Schmidt. too soon to meet the family? I mean. I'm crazy now. I'm just like, I don't know, move in with them, whatever. Like, COVID's going to happen again or whatever. It's true. Like, like you know, just go do it. you've tried everything. Try, try something No, not new. me. <laughs> I don't, I don't mean you. I, I mean the royal you. I don't, I don't, I don't mean you. I, I don't saying, even like, think you've tried everything. If my kid, if I have a kid and they want to, you know, they want me to meet their boyfriend on the first day, I'll show up. Yeah. I mean, I had Mara meet my parents pretty quickly. Uh, and well, I sort of left. You were a teenager. That's true. That is true. Here's my friend. Here's my pal from school. We're gonna start I, you know, we're gonna start college together next week. I told somebody recently that you proposed at uh, Krispy, Krispy Kreme. Kreme. Yeah, and it was met with mixed reaction. Make, oh, anyone who would mix that reaction is a hater. Well, I couldn't remember why he was like, "Why?" We were supposed to do it in a like, bar. We weren't even twenty-one. Well, no, I was like, I mean, most people don't. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Like, I, don't know. I, I was, was like, I don't know. There's some story about it. And like they were going home for some holiday. And, mm-hmm. you know, just it was OK. I think I was like my reaction wasn't that it was weird. So just trust that. Yeah, I mean, we got a we got a limo outside Penn Station. We, I think she was we went straight to like this huge party with all of our friends. At my parents house. I think. I think oh, I kind of yada things. yada that. I was like, they were going home for some Jewish. No, holiday. we went like, like all Lakeifa's of our friends laundry. were there. It was a surprise. Like all of my friends and her friends were at my house when we got there. Like hundred people. And, and, and how many donuts you got? Dozen. I think we only got well, probably the box took up one of the spaces. It was probably only eleven or something. If you think about it. The, oh, she opened a, a, a box of donuts and, and it said, ring. "Will you marry me?" And then the box, I believe the ring was in there. And I just what? gave the ring to the to the kind gentleman at at, uh, at Krispy Kreme. You know, well, you can't be the first person. He's got to be handling at least probably a year. It's true. It's true. Almost one a month. I would say. It's fair. <laughs> um, all right. Are you feeling good? By the way, getting back to uh, football for a second. Are you yeah. impressed with your – you ranked Argentina number one, and they're uh, going to be in the final. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I had Croatia – I could have won a lot of money if Croatia had won. Uh, 
But in terms of your journalism. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I had them one before the tournament. I forgot. I honestly forgot about that. Doesn't even know yeah. his own material. Yeah, it's true. Listen, I'm I'm pumping out so much content, right, left, center. It's hard to remember sometimes. You're pumping out. I need bullshit. I need a personal assistant. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's what I need. You need what? A personal assistant. Akiva, you're you're married to your personal assistant. Oh, please don't denigrate my wife like that. She's no. Oh, I'm to. denigrating your wife. <laughs> okay, that's news to me. No, I'm Perfect. saying like, no, I, I need someone to like handle. All right. What are we doing on the podcast this week? What am I doing at work? Which of my kids are around? Who's feeling good? I need someone to like keep me in the loop on all this stuff. Do you want to lift Sam more off of Rob's hands? I think Sam, I think Sam would go right back to Rob after one week with me. So you're kidding yourself. Sam wouldn't even consider working for you for a week. No, who would? Do you know, you know about really the story assisting. that I... That's more I, like a businessman. You need like a business manager. You don't need like an assistant. You don't need well, your I don't laundry have a lot of business. Done. Noam needs a business manager. This is your business. What's my business? Do you think Noam would hire you as his personal assistant? Nah, I don't think so. I think, A, he'd probably want to like not pay me a lot of money. He'd probably have some some shady deal. Well, you like, no, you like betting. Ask for, uh, you know, 5% on anything he makes in perpetuity. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. I want a piece of my son. That's pretty good. <laughs> Sharks, what I'm offering you is five percent of my modern Orthodox son. I I asked work if he can come in next week on Hanukkah. He doesn't have school. He could come in. And they were like, "What is he going to do?" And I was like, "Well, I'll bring him a computer." But like, honestly, he wants to come work. <laughs> like, well, we don't have a ton of work for an eight-year-old. But like, I was like, "Listen, he wants to be put like figure something out, have him sort stuff." And he wants to be put to work. Wait, that's so cute. What a little. It is true, but I'm a little nervous he's going to, like, have a conversation, like, walk into the CEO's office and be like, <laughs> like, you know, can you pay my dad more? Like, uh, I own 51% like, of yeah, this can I? Yeah, can I? Can I get a, what, what, what would it be if I got 2.5%? Come on. <laughs> he's like, I know what you pay my dad, and I could do double the work for half the price and half the time. <laughs> he, like, squeezes you out. <laughs> My dad spends 90% of his time doing research for a podcast where you spin a wheel. Mm -hmm. I, could, I could double dedicate myself to this job. Um, but are sports really his area of expertise? No, he's not a sports guy, really. So I don't think If he could monetize them, him. he'd probably be into it. But. Well, isn't that your whole thing? Yeah, I'm saying, like, <laughs> if he, he isn't interested really in sports. Although he's befriended some local players, so now he's into them. I do think that's the best uh, the best person to be in a sports job is a person who's not a fan of sports. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm here for the business. Yeah. I told you the Michael Jordan story on this podcast, right? Okay, uh, we barely showed up today. I would, well, tell me the story. You don't know that, that Chester posted, like, uh, his the, the Thanksgiving thing that for Thanksgiving his kids wrote, like, which celebrity they want to invite to their oh, house. Oh, I read that. Yeah, I read and that. Who, that was and very who cute. They, who they, you know... Uh, what they would serve them and who the celebrity was. So Noam, who doesn't like sports, celebrity was Michael Jordan. He was going to serve him, I think, turkey and cookies or I forgot what it was. Uh, and then his first question for Michael Jordan was, can I have two grand? <laughs> Everyone else was like, how do you get so good at basketball? He, wants, he straight went straight to ask him for money. Why did your son do the same assignment as... I, uh, I was curious, so I just asked him and Yosef oh. the questions. <laughs> okay. Yosef wanted to like ask like uh, hardcore basketball questions, some basketball guy. 
And Noam didn't hear Yosef's, but also picked a basketball person, Michael Jordan, but wanted some cash. All right. Well, and I, I said, you know what's more than two grand? Uh, Noam, <laughs> three grand. And his mind was blown. I'm going to – I think I have faith that you're going to get Yosef back over to the Mets because if, if Noam doesn't care about sports and he was doing it for spite, I think once yeah. Yosef can really appreciate sports, he'll be back with the Mets. He likes Edwin Diaz. I think the song got them back a little because they love the song. Who didn't know? the song get? It's true. I, and the they song saw got it. me. I took them to a game. I knew we were going to have to leave for the ninth inning. I was so bummed they weren't going to hear the song. And then they brought Edwin Diaz in the eighth inning of a random game in August, which was insane. Wow, was that's so unusual. Yeah. Seventh um, inning. Sorry, it was the seventh inning, I think, if I'm not mistaken. That's uh, yeah. I have a video of a Brody, my nephew. Mm-hmm. I'm playing the song, and when the beat drops, he starts kicking his legs. Yeah, he that's, was like uh, as six all baby months should. old. Yeah, yeah. As all baby should. No, he's a musical genius. Anyway, mm-hmm. all right. So, how soon to meet the family? Never too soon. First date. Before the first date. No, now you're having like a shidduch. Yeah, and then it's like now they know you. You know, you never have that awkward like, ooh, I gotta meet them. Because sometimes you'll hear like. Oh, yeah, I've been dating this girl for two years. Like, I've met her parents. She's met my parents. Our parents have never met. You, you ever hear that? Like, and to me, that's like, it becomes weird at a certain point. Like, you haven't met. You've well, been dating for two I, years. Okay. Here's something very interesting that I think is, like, shocking about, one, a Jewish family, and two, anything anyone knows about my mom. Uh-huh. My mom is, like, very never in a rush to meet anyone I'm dating. My mm. mom never met my ex-boyfriend. I did, only dated him for, like, seven months. But she's local. I met his parents. Do you like, think she only wants to meet – So it would be like – not to make fun, but do you think it's a little bit like, uh, let's say, a single mom, like doesn't introduce their kids to the guy until they're like, sure, he's the but one. But she's you know always I – mean? I mean, I know this is what you mean, but she's always kind of been like this. Like, I think – I was dating someone in high school for a, a long time. I think he met them Well, once. that's what I'm saying. Like, she'll meet the guy when, when, when he, she, he knows she's the one. Well, or, I introduced uh, a boyfriend to my parents once. He lived in Boston. Mm-hmm. I had it great. I mean, besides the person. No, he was fine. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was trying no, to make I'm a joke about Boston. Boston. It didn't really work. No, no, no um, it's, fine. it's fine. So this is the most my dad thing of all time. So he was in town. He was like rarely in town because he lived in Boston. And we were all going to go to like the diner for like a casual lunch, meet my parents. My brother and my mom came. My dad had a tea time. He did not show up. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was like, oh, I'll catch him on the flip. <laughs> like he didn't. Listen. It ended up being a correct decision, I guess. Yeah. But you'd think, I don't know. It's just so unusual. I feel like to the only. I mean, I had a boyfriend who really got to know my parents, but my dad was sick, and I was living at home, so it was like circumstantial. Mm-hmm. My mom's justification is like, I don't want to get attached to someone, yeah, and then no, that you makes break sense. up. Makes but sense. I've dated people for years. This isn't like you know my last boyfriend. Okay, whatever. Like yeah, and where <laughs> are they now? They're in the dustbin of history. Well, I tried to explain to her. That her attitude sort of makes it difficult because it's sort of difficult to identify that you found the person you want to marry if they've never met your parents. That's true. <laughs> like, that is true. That is part of the step. That's so, a step. It's a good point. Like whatever, but it is. It yeah, is. Yeah, Jude. Funny. Next time you're gonna have to maybe bite the bullet a little early and meet and and meet the next person. Eh, whatever. Um, here's what I thought was funny about Ryan's reaction. Like he pitches all of the stereotypical tourist things to do yeah. in England, like. It would be like if I was like, come home to New York with me. Like, we'll go to the top of the Statue of Liberty. We'll go to, like when he said when he calls the London Eye the wheel. I was like, who yeah. wrote this? Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> you know, I've never been in London. You sound like you're from London. Yeah, I've never been there. Um. What? Well, I really liked it. I went with my mom. That was like the last real place I went before COVID. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, how far is the trip for you from London to it's like Israel? Four, maybe five hours. Oh, so like kind of equidistant. I mean, do you think there's a material difference between, well, I think it's seven to London, but let's talk about your future home state of Portugal, your home mm-hmm. country yep. of Portugal. Absolutely. That's like a six-hour flight. That's like the same as going to L.A. for me. Is there a material difference to you between like a four-hour flight and a six-hour flight? Not really. I agree. Because remember, we have to do 12s all the time, so four to six to me is not so long. All the time. Oh, yeah, you come here kind of a lot. When's your next trip here, friend? I have not booked it yet. I will I will let you know when I do. I, 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 are you considering a time of year? Well, I'm just so busy football season. It's going to have to wait till after football season, but that's soon, so. Might as well be open after football season. After football season. Oh, you know, I've been so out of touch with proper football. I literally just thought you meant soccer. All right, I need a lobotomy <laughs> now. That is the, so bad. Football season. It, it, uh, it never saying, ends, I learned. Yeah, never, never ends. Yeah, I mean, you could be a football widow forever. I think I'm going to be a football hooligan forever now. Do you think you'd rather be a hooligan than a widow? I don't like to don't throw a widow at me when my dad is dead. Okay, I'm sorry. Just no, <laughs> no I've had people kidding. say to me like I'm a hockey widow. And I, I understand. Saying, like, What's I know the what worst means. sport to be a widow at? And I don't know. Depends how much you hate your husband. I guess that's true. <laughs> um, I think so, I, I've learned, I think, watching this World Cup, I think football gets a bad rap or soccer gets a bad rap for like being boring because it's low scoring. Mm-hmm. What do you think I about flopping? Like, I'm sorry? What do you think about the flopping? What do you mean the flopping? You know, every time someone goes near them, they hold their knee like it exploded, even oh, though they're fine. Oh, oh, oh. All I do, check my my text history. Bullshit. Complete bullshit. So annoying. Get up, get up. Because, mm-hmm. if you know, you watch the NFL, and there's no real incentive to fake an injury because they've already thrown the flag or not thrown the flag. I've never once seen a guy writhing in pain holding his knee. Either he's really hurt and he's sort of like lying straight or he gets up. It's not a natural reaction. Whether they're hurt or not, it's always fake, right? It's fake 100% of the time. They are always faking. I agree completely. Kind of eye-opening to, th- to think about it like that. Kind of eye-opening. That they're never being honest. Um, all right. Back at the loft, mm-hmm. as you said, they're all going to the airport together. Uh, Schmidt, I'm an aspiring millionaire. I should be in a town car, not packed six deep like a Hasidic family going to the bulk food store. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. It's not big box. It's bulk food, which I found hysterical. Oh, okay. So, I mean, what's the difference between bulk food and big box? Like, a, I, mean, I think big box is like Walmart, like like a item Cos- store. Is, is Costco big box? I, think I don't Costco's know. Chester, big box. get back to us if it's big box. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really a Dr. Jen question. She's always spending money at Costco. <laughs> what do you what do you know about what Dr. Jen is spending oh, that, her no hard earned money on? No comment. Anyway. Dr. Jen is a doctor, so back off. I have a question. Please. So w- when did they mention a redhead in this episode? It's in my notes. I don't know. Because I don't know, they were talking about <laughs> redheads. I made a note, you know that every redhead in Israel is called Gingy. Like that's automatically your name. Like as a cute name? Mm, no. It's just like you're that's you. You're hey Gingy. Well, like as a nickname or like ew, look at the gingy. Like what? Like a what's... nickname, but that's like what they call you then. Okay, because there's like five total in the state. I guess of there's not so many, but that's just what they call you. <laughs> Matt, uh, another note: Matt Lauer reference, not so timely. Are you just gonna jump to whatever? Do you want to just do your? Well, notes? I don't think these are like major plot points. I'm, these are sort of just random. No, no, but they'll come up, you know, they'll come okay, up. Fine. I'm doing sort of the av. I'll take you through it, and then you could be the Chester, and you could say, oh, you know, in Israel, they do the gingy. Fine, I'll be the Chester, you be the av. Go. Okay, so 
we find out about their magical destinations they're going to. Schmidt's going to Long Island. Cece's going to New York because her mom wants to give Matt Lauer a Christmas card. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect timing. Very, very timely. Matt, uh, Matt Lauer. It didn't age well. <laughs> Did not age well. Nope. Um, and then Jess is going to London. Hello, governor. Fancy a tickle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't do it. Who's better um, at Nick London accent, you or Zooey? Uh, I have to hear the accent. I'm getting better. I have mm -hmm. to hear the accent to echo it. Like, if you did an accent, I could echo it if I heard it, but I can't just, like, come out of my brain. You're saying correctly I do not have an accent, which I agree with. Who thinks you have an accent? Your son has an Israeli accent. No, but <laughs> I'm saying I don't... I mean, to everyone has an accent in theory, right? I am doing a perfect imitation of your accent by just talking normally as I... Yeah, well, I mean, we talk relatively similarly. We're from, you know, pretty similar backgrounds, ultimately. But you Except don't think... I'm modern, modern Orthodox. True. <laughs> in that I'm not Orthodox. But you don't think someone from Peru would think we have an accent? Like, we have an accent. Yeah, of course. No, of course. We have an American accent. Yeah. Well, even uh, more, break it down more regionally than that, but sure. I don't have a regional accent. We, I think we do. Ailey, that's my Midwestern accent. Do you know there's only one region, small part of the United States, that doesn't have a regional accent? I think there's like eight regional accents. What is the it? Only, uh, South Florida. There's no culture. I always tell my wife because where, where she's from. Hollywood, my... Fort Lauderdale, like there's no culture. <laughs> it's just everyone's from somewhere else. It is a soulless place. No yeah, offense. Yeah, my dad always called it a cultural wasteland. Mm -hmm. No offense. If you live there, it's, it's wonderful. But, uh, if you live no there, accent. you know that. I don't mm -hmm. think we're breaking mm -hmm. any news. I don't mm -hmm. know. Mm. Um, <laughs> all right, Winston and Nick are going home to Chicago. Um, and Coach is not going to Detroit with his family. He is dressed for Hawaii. And he has made a decision that he's happy with. Which, honestly, like, Coach has a very small storyline this episode. But he is literally me when I'm not doing the exact right thing. Anytime I'm trying to do something for myself mm -hmm. that's, like, goes against what my mom would want, that's – I'm Coach. Talk, uh, talk yourself into it in front of everybody, basically. Yeah, like uh, having to sternly remind everyone that I'm doing what's right for me. And then Is he going on vacation by himself, Coach? Yeah, what a dream. Yeah. Have you ever gone on vacation by yourself? Totally by myself? No. Last week. <laughs> I don't know. A... What's the difference between being by yourself and being totally by I'm yourself? I'm trying to think. I'm I'm trying to think. Like that. Last week I had like a really tough day at work and I went out to eat on the way home by myself it was very interesting and you've never known peace like that in your life before it was very peaceful uh I like going out to eat by myself that's not quite going on vacation by yourself no not going on I would go on vacation by myself yeah in your fucking dreams man <laughs> I don't know why I didn't go see you but like yeah. that's like when I my favorite vacation story about anyone's dad is that I was in the lazy river in Aruba on a, ro a, a raft in the morning mm -hmm. with a cocktail holding, reading Jim Gaffigan's Dad is Fat book. Mm -hmm. And there was a man in the water with getting absolutely trampled on by like two of his kids. And he just looked up at me through the entanglement of toddler arms mm -hmm. and just goes, you have no idea how jealous I am of you right now. And I looked at him and I was like, I have some idea. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was a big Gaffigan fan. He wanted to be reading well, the book. Well, I mean, it's it's all of it. It's Wait, were like, you alone on this trip or no? He was just no, but I was in the pool by myself. I'm, I'm like I was in the pool. <laughs> I'm I'm on a raft 
drinking alcohol, mm -hmm. reading a great comedian's book, and there are no kids like trying to drown me. Now, I love kids, but in that one moment, I was victorious. Honestly, ironically, I don't, I don't like kids. I just have a bunch <laughs> of them. I mean, I like my kids. Let's not get. Yeah, you but. like your own kids. That's yeah, that's yeah. a common uh, yeah, situation. Yeah. All right. So they're all outside. Dave gives a better like demonstration of a Ford Fusion mm -hmm. than Zooey did when she was pretending to be a model. Yeah. A lot of uh, the the continuation of the Ford product placement uh, is very noticeable. Yeah, very funny. And then they're at LAX. Now, I really like this subtle scene where Zooey's, like, coming up the escalator, and it's, like, Christmas music, and it's, like, whoop, 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 like, yay, LAX. And then it's an absolute shitstorm. Yeah. I think this is accurate, and I think the whole episode plays with, like, sort of, like, the rom-com trope and then reality. Matt Stewart says, have you ever traveled at the holidays, and is it this chaotic without a storm? Now, we're not Christmas people, but are you traveling to Florida ever during I'm sure the I have. I mean, yeah, obviously, the, uh, a crowded airport is one of the worst places on Earth. You win the realization that you might not make your flight because there's 10,000 people on ahead of you on some line. Uh, yeah, it sucks. Try not to, try not to travel on Christmas. Um, Are you going anywhere well, for Christmas? Well, it's not a good... I'm actually going to Florida uh, just for okay. a few days. But it's like right before Christmas. We used to travel. Like, I've flown on Christmas Eve because when your mom's a teacher, mm -hmm. like, that's it. When your mom's a teacher, that's it. Yeah, that, those are your only times. Okay, that's fair. Um, but here's an interesting story. Matt Stewart, or question. Matt Stewart says, what's the longest delay you've had? Do you have any grueling airport stories? Mm, longest delay. And can you delay. tell it long enough so I could take my headphones out and go get my iced coffee that's sitting sure. on my table? We, miss, we actually missed the flight uh, a couple months ago. My whole crew of, of seven, we missed the flight. Uh, we just went on the next one. Not a huge deal. Two hours later. Um. Longest delight. Not. I've had a lot of good airplane airport luck in my life, honestly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, very good. Uh, I spent four years traveling between O'Hare and Newark Airport, so I've had a lot of negative luck. I've had uh -huh. some good luck, but I remember once I w like, I was at the air. I've been at the airport for like twelve hours. They give you a voucher. No, nothing's open to use the voucher. Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. We've all. Everyone hates everything. I never fell in love at the bar during one of those times. It's not really worth talking about. Um, okay, so uh, Jess is handling everyone, is in mom mode, and she encounters a mouthy gate agent or ticket agent played by Billy Eichner. Chloe mm -hmm. G wants to know what are her thoughts on Billy Eichner. I mean, obviously, Allie's a huge Billy Eichner fan. Is that obvious? I think. I mean, I think you are. Did you tweet? I saw about Bros twice. Yeah, in you four tweeted days. about Bros. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, when I think Billy Eichner, you're one of the first people I think of, honestly. That is the biggest compliment of my life. I love Billy Eichner. I saw him filming Billy Did on the Street like once, you? which was, like, incredible. Here's – I'm so glad you asked me that, Akiva. Look at me mm -hmm. come to life. Mm -hmm. Because – I. so he went to Northwestern. He's yep. a few years older than me. But mm -hmm. I feel so strongly in my bones that, like, had we been there at the same time, I'm like – a couple years shy of being best friends with Billy Eichner. Yeah. No, I believe it. I, I think there's a couple people in my life who I'm, like, not – I maybe I miss them. Like, maybe we had mutual friends, and, like, I knew in my soul we would be, like, very good friends, but it just never happened. Or maybe a couple times maybe it en ended up happening. But, like, you know, sometimes you just miss the person, and you can't be like, hey, we should be friends. They don't even know you are. 
I'm so close too because my friend, my two, two of my friends from Northwestern went to see Bros in L.A. and Billy Eichner showed up to that because we both went on opening night. But they went in L.A. and I went in New York. Yeah, but well, I mean, now if it wasn't like via a mutual friend, how would you? You're gonna be like, hey, I went to Northwestern. I'm a big fan. Like, how do you? How do you play it if you saw? No, him I have to wait for like one of my friends from Northwestern to like hit in entertainment, and then like we're at a party, and then it's like mm-hmm. actually well, it's no. Late. The reality, I'm also so far away from him because, or so close to him because he's constantly at Fire Island, and all of my friends who go to Fire Island every summer are like, yeah, he's always there, and he's just kind of like around and like being rude to people. Like it might be like, I think at this point, and this is explored deeply in Bros, and I don't have to get into this, but like he has a resentment towards the entertainment industry where he feels like he should be more famous than he is Mm -hmm. particularly prior to bros like i think that's why he like goes off when bros doesn't do like i mean he's obviously a thousand percent in it there's an incredible monologue that he has in bros that explains all of this pretty much but it doesn't surprise me that now when he's out in public he's not like super nice and friendly to people he's sort of like because he blames the general public for him not being a huge star well, he can blame a lot of things. He can blame homophobia. He can blame, like, that he, like, But do you, what do you bros. think that is? Does he want to be a big star? Is it a money thing? Like, hey, I, I'm rich, but I should be, like, I think like, he's, really like, rich? I'm more talented than a lot yeah. of people, and I'm mm-hmm. more deserving and hardworking than a lot of people who are, like, straight and, quote-unquote, better looking. And yeah. then, like, I'm more talented and more hardworking, and, like, the industry didn't support me. Mm-hmm. Now, think... there are older people who can feel that even more because I think the the world has gotten behind Billy Eichner, more or less. But mm-hmm. the point remains that, like, he was out there doing, like, a one-man or two-man show in New York, like, pounding the pavement, then beca- came up on, like, True TV. Like, it, he hasn't had, like, a super easy journey to Right. Well, listen, he, this is a bit, I mean, along the lines of what you're saying, this is a, it, he, he crushes it, but this is a bit part on New Girl. A very, I mean, an excellent scene from Billy. So funny. But, you and know, it wasn't, like, a huge booking. No, and, and, and he's more or less doing exactly the shit that he does on Billy on the Street. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. like, being rude, and he's making pop culture references that are hilarious. And, um, yeah, I, I, I just love him. His character's really, really funny. So he, every time she asks, there's, like, a, maybe a parenting thing when you're like, all right, you 15. ask again, it's going to be 10 minutes. <laughs> so it's, like, 12 and 13 on the line. 14 and 15 is, like, uh, it mentions, her, his, 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 like, uh, something your mom is, a, you know, whatever. It's like, oh, I hate my mom. And go back. Ooh, I hate my mom. Back to 1617. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then Nick and Winston, when this fails, decide that they're going to uh, try to lure everyone away from the flight. Here's my question. What would have to occur for you to not get on your flight in this situation? Like, if a guy came up to you and tried to pretend that he was uh, drinking with the pilot, like, what, what, would ha- what would have to occur for you to be like, you know what, I'm going to skip this flight? Mm, probably wouldn't. Sorry, that's the Jude. Probably wouldn't. No I'm probably situation. not skipping it no matter what. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was on I a plane once, and it was too late. But, like, pilot came on, had a Confederate flag knapsack, <laughs> was flirting with the flight attendants the whole time, went to the bathroom for, like, 45 minutes in the middle. Like, if I could fly with that guy, I could pretty much fly with anybody. What did he, um, like... What airline was this? This was, I want to say Spirit. Who else would put up with this? It had to have been Spirit. <laughs> Confederate flag backpack. Yeah. All right. Schmidt's storyline with CC is they're going into the lounge. Matt Stewart wants to know, have you ever gone into the lounge at the airport? You an airport lounge guy? Um, I am. One time someone gave me their lounge pass, 
And they're like, oh, don't worry, you'll get in. And I got rejected at the door. That was a bummer because I was going to be in the airport for a while. Yeah, I like the airport lounge. But Why? Because your overrated. name didn't match the pass? Yeah, yeah, my name didn't match. I had no chance of getting in. It was an absurd. <laughs> you should have tried. I tend to deal with the Sarah, Sarah Beth. She's still on the inhaler. Did she pass? Mm-hmm. She passed, didn't she? <laughs> um, yeah, I like an airport lounge. I think the airport lounge, it's like losing its uh, cachet now. I think so. I think so. Time Also... We're getting older. I feel like time is more valuable. Like, I don't want to be in the airport for five hours. I don't know. Um, no, I, I like, I mean, I almost prefer to the lounge. Granted that it's, um, granted it's free in the lounge. But I like where Jess goes, which is the airport bar. The public, just run-of-the-mill public airport bar. Yeah, my one airport bar story is one time my flight was was actually delayed. And I went to watch Monday Night Football, Bears Packers. I was flying back to see my wife uh, in Florida, or maybe we were, she was my girlfriend then. I don't remember. And I was speaking to these two ladies. They were they knew a lot about football. We were talking for like an hour. Didn't hear any announcements about my flight. Figured we were fine. The three of us, like you know, none of us had heard it. And they said like, yeah, it's just such a bummer we're not at this game. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, because our flight was canceled. We missed the game. I'm like, what are you talking about? We're going to Miami. This was freaking Packers Bears game. Like, oh, no, our flight's to Chicago. And I realized, like, oh, I'm, like, far enough away that I would not have heard that. So, like, like a cartoon. I, like, immediately, like, woo! And they were boarding my flight. And I, I got on. But only because that, like, insane comment they made about the, how they were supposed to be at this game in Chicago or Green Bay or wherever did I make that flight. Otherwise, you would have had a better answer to, like, what's your worst time at the airport. Yeah. And uh, uh, Mara's like, why did you miss the flight? Well, there was these two ladies at the bar. Struck up a conversation. We watched Monday Night Football together. And I uh, missed my flight. I'll see you next week. Um, so the the situation resolves in the airport lounge. Barry Boswick shows up and is pretty gross to Cece, and Schmidt really defends her. And then I think notably doesn't like tell her what happened. Kind of just like implies that like she's important to him. And it's like kind of the first time in a long time where I felt like oh I like like Cece and Schmidt again. And then she drops a hard F on him. And says, I'm happy we're friends. Yeah. And Schmidt reciprocates. It's like a nice little friendly moment between them. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Gets put in the friend zone, but he's okay with it. Uh, then there's a big mansion reveal. We find out that Mr. Gozinyu is a wealthy uh, British socialite. I mm-hmm. like the line, that's some McDuck money. You'll be saying that to uh, yeah. Yo- uh, Yo- would that be a, Yohan. Would that be, intimidating, would that be intimidating for you if a potential suitor was like fabulously wealthy his family not even him no i have encountered many wealthy people in my travels uh mm-hmm. like 90 make... percent of the people i went to college <laughs> make that with. your twitter bio i've encountered many wealthy people in my travel <laughs> i am frequently um would you get nervous about fumbling the bag the then though? and i have a great life what would you get would you be nervous about fumbling the bag or no no i'm incredible okay fine. <laughs> <laughs> Meeting parents is not a concern that I have. Oh, I don't mean with the parents. I just mean like, oh, shoot, I got to like lock this guy up. He's got we're talking, you know, no, I work hard. I'm not out here looking for a meal ticket. Uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I appreciate that we should be trying to engage with this, but I'm not engaging with it at all. (laughs) Um, No. So Santa, creepy Santa, as I I absolutely love Billy Agner saying, get out of here, pervert Santa. Do you know who plays Santa here? I I wanted to look up. Mr. Belding. Oh, yes. Yeah, you know what? He was in the credits, and I was like, I don't remember Dennis Haskins being in this episode. <laughs> that makes sense. 
Me too. I looked on IMDb and I was like, who the hell is he in this? And it said Santa. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, he's supposedly creepy. He's a, a, supposedly a big karaoke guy. He was always seen like the same karaoke bar like three times a week in, in Hollywood doing karaoke. He did an appearance at a bar at Northwestern and I wasn't able to go, a bar in like Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't able to go because of schoolwork, but I had someone Nerd. bring my Saved by the Bell box set and they had him sign it. I don't know where that is, but somewhere I have a box set signed by Mr. Belding. And uh, I actually also have a signed copy, a Eugene Levy signed copy of Bringing Down the House. Hilarious. <laughs> also something I had to send along with somebody else who was going to encounter Eugene Levy. Um, we're both big Say by the Bell fans. Yes, right? absolutely. That's our next podcast. Well, maybe that should be Avin, uh, Avin Akiva. Avin uh, Chester's Alex. next job. I would listen if they did Say by the Bell. That would be great. Oh, wow. They rare Akiva listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't listen to a lot of things these days. Um, I really, really loved this moment between Billy Eichner and Jess of them becoming friends. I died when he says the nicest thing I've ever done for an ex is drive him to the airport. And I work here and I still barely did that. Right. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, but she uses this friendship to get tickets for Nick and Winston to be in first class. But Nick, hearing that Jess is in distress, hearing that she's not going to London... Gets off the plane, as normal people do, to, rallies the troops I got in the off airport. The plane. Right. But gets off the plane to help her get on the plane yeah. to give it a fighting chance with this new guy. Is this definitive proof that Nick is over Jess? I think so, yes. I don't think you could do this. It's, it's like playing into the hand of the other person too much. I also think they care too much. Like, let, let her decide on her own. What, do you, what are we doing here? What are we playing God for? Oh, disagree. I think you have to encourage people to take risks like this. Like, if they really... Yeah, but you don't have to take a risk in jumping off the plane to see your family. No, you don't have to get off the plane. That's insane. I mean, they had had phones then, you know? Allowing for the... um, Allowing for the, like, sitcominess of it all. I I don't know if, if they want us to feel like... You know, if you really love someone, you want them to be happy, even if that's not with you. I think that's more what, like, Schmidt is going through. This feels like, I agree with you, something you would not do unless you're happy in your relationship because you're still dating Trent's daughter, uh, granddaughter, who doesn't appear. Mm -hmm. And you really want, like, this is a really serious step, going to London to meet someone's family. 100%, yeah. So, yeah, I think this is, like, a big, you know. Right, Schmidt is fighting time. Yeah, Nick is, like, moving himself into the friend zone here. So she makes the flight. God Only Knows, sung by Zooey herself, plays. Uh, God Only Knows, I feel like, shows up in, like, almost every show once. It has to be in every show once. Well, he, I mean, Billy Eichner kind of forecasts this, right? It's like everyone thinks it's going to be, like, Love Actually and God Only Knows is going to play, but really, like, Ah, right, he does say that, yeah, yeah. Get pizza, hide out with a pizza, and save your big problems for the new year. (laughs) Um, which I think is also NGOG's formal advice. For was God Only Knows the Big Love theme song? Is that what I'm thinking of? Big Love? Big, you know the show Big Love where he was y- married? Yeah, to... that's Rob always references Big Love. Yeah, yeah, I believe that was the theme song <laughs> on that show. Um, that's kind of a weird choice. Okay. Yeah, so I guess it was. Uncle Ernie went to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Nick and Winston are shoved in the back of the plane. Uh, Zooey goes to London. Billy meets a guy at the bar, but it has no interest and enjoys a donut. I think mm-hmm. it's a donut. Jess arrives in England only to find out that Ryan is outside of the loft, oh, came no. to L.A. to surprise her. What a blunder. Keith, what's happening next week? 
What do you I think? think? I, I it didn't say to be continued, so I don't know if I think we see Jess in London. That's my every guess. episode could say to be continued. That's so deep of what you just said. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I think we see Jess in London next week when we start. Okay, um, let's get to the guide. I guess that was the guide. Matt Stewart wrote in with the MVP. Who's your who won the episode, Keeve? Jess, she just found out she might be marrying into hundreds of millions of dollars. Obviously, Jess. Great a guest performance by Billy Eichner, though. You could you could give it to him, but yeah, I'm giving it to Jess. Yeah, Matt Stewart gives it to Billy Eichner because he loves him. Mm-hmm. I, you know, no surprise that Matt Stewart's a Billy Eichner guy. I love Billy Eichner. I think if we're going by who wins the episode, it's certainly not the person with like the funniest lines. Right. But Jess gets exactly what she wants, which she loves some like group friends helping friends hijinks. She's the benefit of it. She's the beneficiary of it. But she also like helps all of her friends get on their flights. It's very Jess energy and she ends up in London. Even if the guy's in LA, I'd like to be in London. 17 hours in London on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, Keeve, let's put, uh, I think she's gonna meet the family. Let's put Ryan into our boyfriend rankings. Um, I think he's one. You think he's better than Nick? I don't I think, know who your last oh, number one is. No, I guess Nick. Nick. No, Nick, Nick. I mean, who would you rather your like son date? I don't, um, yeah, I'm gonna say Nick than Ryan, but it's close. I've got Ryan beating Nick. Okay, that's fair. I think he beats him in can four. I, can I change but... it if, if you know, things happen? Yeah, you can change them. That's, they're in flux. That's the point. Um, but I think I'm putting Ryan overall. I'm, no, that's I'm very interesting. I need to I know a little him. bit more about Ryan. I feel like you subconsciously know a little bit more about him, you know? No, I mean, here's my pitch for everything we've seen so far. Okay. British. Yeah. Love that. All right. Rich. Uh, yeah. Love that. Yep. Teacher. Kind, kind-hearted, hot, hot as heck, likes her a lot, communicates about it. Hot, hot What's as not heck. to like? I mean, the boss thing is a little weird. But he, we're rating him as a boyfriend. We're not saying, fair enough. But he's their, her employee. Sa- I'm sorry? He's her employee. Like, yeah, it has to, it ha- you know, you gotta, you gotta put that on the scale. I guess you're willing to, I mean, you can factor in whatever information you want to factor mm-hmm. in. I, I think if I'm just like... If I was really hitting it off with this guy, I'll probably get a principal job at another school. Okay, fair enough. get a teacher job somewhere else. Fair enough. All right, Keith, let's sit on the Garner Minute, but you did send me a Yosef Minute, Banana Minute, and yep. I can play it this time for mm-hmm. your listening pleasure. Beautiful. So here we go. Hey! Hey. So we haven't done this in... A lot of time. A lot of time, yeah. <laughs> so what have you been up to? And I haven't heard anything about Banana. What has he been up to? Um, he's been up to doing in the bike, um, uh, um, a slingshot. He made a slingshot in the bike? A rock slingshot. Okay, what happens? Mm, it just slings the rock. No, 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 not okay, not okay, not okay. Now, um... And, the, and then when the rock falls, yeah. all of that, when it comes to the floor, it explodes Terrible. into a volcano. It explodes into a volcano. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, talk about something nicer. How's your hoop career going? How's your basketball career been going? Good. What have you been doing? Um, just practicing. What are you learning how to do? But, um, through my legs. You can do it through your legs? I can do a backwards shot. You can do a backwards basketball shot? Yep. From, can, from the three-point thing. Can you dunk? Yes. 
safe, Wienerker. You can't dunk. No, when I'm getting big like that. Oh, okay. What about like today? No. Who's better at basketball, me or you? If I can reach the hoop, yes, I can dunk. Oh, yeah. If you can reach the hoop, you know what? I always tell your mom, if I can reach the hoop, I can dunk too. And if I had hair, I wouldn't be bald. That was more of an Akiva minute. Yeah, that was that was me really. I mean, you listen, we got the same thing with the with the traps, and we got to get out of the traps in the park and the slingshots and things like that. Uh, upsetting to know Banana really is not growing up at all. He's still doing the same stuff. <laughs> and then, you know, I didn't know we could hit a backwards three pointer. That's pretty incredible for a five year old. That's that, <laughs> honestly, I'm impressed there. Um, all right, we'll be back next week uh, in the interim, guys. If you want to ask us questions, the question doc is at lash tweets it's in my pin tweet uh let us know if you're enjoying the show go to anchor.fm slash new girl old guy and click through to your preferred podcatcher and subscribe and rate and review and whatever else more reputable podcasts tell you to do follow keeve at keeve 26 listen to renap listen to <laughs> no one cut that out of context and play that for me listen to 32 fans listen to the challenge your hop up we'll be back at the next uh, American and or religious holiday uh, to cover season four, episode 12 of New Girl Keep. Ready to guess? Yeah, what's the, what's the name of the episode? Shark. I guess they go to the aquarium in London. We going to the London Aquarium. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll find out until then. Uh, cheerio. <laughs> See ya, mate. See ya, I want to be ya. Ali and Gonna talk a TV show And maybe Jenny Garth